Whitten. Whitten, happy Friday. <laughs> happy Friday, my friend. Good to see you. Good to see you, mate. What's Hello, going bro. on in your neck of the woods, mate? What are you drinking today? Are you, you, listen, I had your voice in my bloody head. I still got leftovers from last week and I went to reach for it and I just had you on my shoulder. We said, you can't drink that, so I had to open another bottle. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm going to have two bottles in my shelf. <laughs> but you won't feel like you're waking up poisoned and that's the main thing. <laughs> that's probably true. That's probably true. Well, I've got a nice Malbec here from Argentina. Oh, um, nice. This was what in the end? kind of like the the special the special bin down the down the bot low, but it, I lo- I've heard of Malbec's nice. I, I, it's quite nice. Vin, yeah, yeah. more else. Anyway, it tastes tastes Vin fantastic. Yeah, better yeah. better than better than uh, seven day old wine. That's for sure. Yeah, well, yeah. it's probably slightly better for you than <laughs> seven day old wine too. Uh, no oh, sound. Oh, we've got a bit of no sound there. Oh, uh, let me see. Let me know. Um, if uh, if that's the same for the rest of you, James, you were on early with the afternoon, fellas. Can you just let us know whether you can hear us there? Yeah, let us know, folks in the chat. There's a few of you guys on there now. I can see a few. Give us a shout mm-hmm. out in the chat if there's a sound issue. Maybe uh, DJ could be at your end, um, or it could be at our end. Let's see. Uh, Facebook sound is okay, James. Maybe DJ at your end, mate. Uh, you can hear us loud and clear. Okay, sorry, mate. Um, can't help you from a tech point of view, but good luck. Hopefully, you can. <laughs> we, we we can tell him that uh, that maybe we could switch to another channel, but we need sign language of some sort, mate. We'll, we'll yes. need to write to him. Indeed, all good, all good here. Well, mate, uh, welcome, folks. Good to see you guys. Uh, thanks for joining us for another wealth, wine, and wisdom. Uh, Andy's been uh, out and about. He's actually been able to. Uh, partaking a little bit of outdoor activity this afternoon. You can see his eyes a little bit red there. He's been out uh, kite surfing. Kite surfing, there it is. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> he hasn't been, like been doing something else, doesn't it? Something yeah. else, but, uh, you know, uh, good to see all of you guys jumping on right now. Fantastic. Fantastic. You can join us on a, a fabulous Friday afternoon, have a nice glass of wine and debrief the week. few things going on out there, Andy, um, this week. You and I... For part of the week, we're away. Folks, uh, as you guys, many of you guys know, you're in, uh, some of you guys are already in the K2 Mastermind program. Andy and I spent uh, a few days this week uh, hanging out with some amazing people and doing some uh, learning and some teaching, which was awesome. Uh, yep, and Alison said, Andy, you're not out rioting tonight. Um, so, no, Alison, he's got a better date. It's with us. So, you know, um, it's... <laughs> After a few wines, he might get fired up, though. You never know. <laughs> we, we have to move things around the calendar to suit. Uh, sometimes things, other things take priority. Other oh, things. JD's yeah. back with us. and uh, yeah. He's back and, He's back on track, which is good. Yeah, yeah, which is awesome. Well, mate, before uh, we get started, because Andy's had a hairy. Uh, I'm assuming she's talking about you, mate. No, well, did you have a haircut, Andy? No, no. I think he's just combed it, Michelle. I think it just, yep, that's, that, thanks for asking. <laughs> this, is, uh, this, this is what, no, you can still tell because the sideburns are uh, are about seven or eight centimetres long. Uh, but after my, after curly-haired people go into the salt water, the hair stiffens up and for one day we can comb our hair without any product and actually look like you sexy blokes who have straight hair who can just go 
and whack it into shape. It's, uh, back, mate. it's one All of the amazing back. things about being in the water. Uh, <laughs> if I do pass out at any point in time or fall off my chair, it's not because I'm drunk. It's just because <laughs> that, that hour and a half on the water has, uh, has absolutely beaten the living bejesus out of me, using muscles that I haven't used for almost two years now with lockdown. There you go. And, uh, a big question for you, Jace, before we get started. I know that you're a big sports fanatic, so you'll understand that it's a public holiday down here in Melbourne. Yep, yep. Uh, so, mate, being the, uh, the, 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 the savant uh, of all sports and uh, a newly uh, proclaimed sports commentator, <laughs> uh, I'd love to know your thoughts on who's going to win the grand final tomorrow. Mate, uh, get, t- tell me who's playing and I'll, I'll have a guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, certainly not my sport, folks, that one, but I do know there's a public holiday down your way, Andy. Have you got Have you got a tip either way, mate? What, who are you backing? Uh, mate, I'm um, backing football. Uh, <laughs> it is, it's Melbourne and the Doggies. Uh, yes. I'd, I'd, I'd genuinely love to see the Doggies get up for a good mate of ours, uh, Richard Myers and, and a couple of others. Uh, who are avid doggy supporters, but uh, by the same token, it's been a long time between drinks for for Melbourne. So, but I, I think that football will be the winner, even though it's being played over in WA this time. Uh, so, but you know what? It'll be great to you've got to have grand finals played with spectators. And, yeah, it's uh, nice to do that, isn't it? Yep, absolutely, absolutely. So it's just great to see two Melbourne teams in the grand final, ones that haven't worn the uh, or kissed the cup uh, for quite a few years. Uh, might even be multiple decades. I'm not quite sure. So it's just great to see them both up there. So one will go home uh, sad and, and more hungry for the next year. But uh, mate, my 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 oh, my heart my my heart says doggies, and uh, my brain says the uh, the demons uh, Melbourne. So mate, I'm a bit split. But we'll there, we'll see what happens. The, uh, there you go. <laughs> For so you sport, us, sports fans out there, yep. Yeah, one of them has no idea, and the other one has no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Well, there you go. All right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, roll into it then, Andy. Um, you know, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us. We've got a fair few online now, which is awesome. A uh, few of you guys know how we roll. Well, we try to roll anyway on a Friday night. And uh, Andy Fenton over there. <laughs> Jason Witten here, uh, property and finance, the world of shares and property meets. Uh, we started these conversations over, you know, almost 18 months ago, two years ago now, and we've continued them. We've actually enjoyed a Friday wine, and some of you guys have enjoyed one or two wines as well, which is kind of nice, but uh, we get a chance to decompress from the week, but also debrief the week from the world of real estate, the world of the share market and finance, and, you know, share a little bit of uh, what we know. Uh, and uh, hopefully it's a value to you guys and uh, we can support our communities uh, along the way. How we like to roll, we try to keep it on track. The things that we do is we try to do a little bit of, hey, what's in the news? Um, And uh, that's kind of nice if we can uh, debrief some of the uh, interesting conversations and headlines that we see out there in the world uh, of misinformation uh, when it comes to our stuff. But, uh, you know, but also there's a few things we believe you should know and uh, we like to dive into that stuff as well. And uh, I've got a few of those tonight, um, some pretty interesting things I think we should know. And uh, absolutely 100%, sounds like I've had too much to drink already. We love to hear your questions. And if you've got questions, chuck them in the chat. Folks, love to have 
your engagement interaction tonight on what we're up to, uh, which would be uh, super fabulous. So, you know, uh, that's how we try and roll, Andy, and uh, we try and get things going. But uh, I might uh, give it a little kick off this week. I've got a few things prepared. Just before you do, mate, yeah. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just throw one over the uh, one over Chuck one over the fence, Andy. I, I think this one's really important uh, for everybody, uh, specifically you and I. So let let me uh, let me just bring this one up on the uh, up on the screen. Here we go, uh, mate. So just before we get going on the night, I think that you and I better watch out because the regulators onto us. Uh, maybe <laughs> uh, don't bring that that way, Andy was warned social media fueled stock pumpers may face jail or fines of up to one million dollars yes so there you go mate so just for everyone's clarity we're not a stock pumper <laughs> <laughs> just to, just to disabuse anybody from that notion uh but it was interesting mate because this was something that you and i were actually chatting about on the weekend before this came up yes uh, i'd flicked you a couple of ads from facebook of people using the financial review in their Facebook ads and things like that, doing some reasonably unscrupulous type of uh, of things, passing and off as they say, yeah, misleading and passing off, yeah. So as a bit of a as a bit of a funny start off for this, uh, obviously we're we're not part of it, but maybe we should watch what we say, Jace. We'll, we we won't pump anybody's tires up. Maybe we'll just kick them. But, uh, <laughs> but a good reminder for everybody to uh, again choose the news that you look at carefully because uh, if if it's just a source, well, you don't know where it came from, so it needs to be a trusted source because there are a lot of these pump and dump schemes out there, and uh, and they're only looking after their number one interest, but not us, Jason. So uh, we're not the bull, we're not the Teletubby with the uh, with the red one on there. But this is that this is exactly the kind of stuff that you and I are trying. Uh, disabuse the notions of, or at least provide some clarity around. So, I thought, well, Andy, you, you know, you and I have talked about this in in our worlds, and and folks, you know, anyone who's thinking of, you know, uh, choosing uh, an advisor, um, someone who's going to help them, you know, at the end of the day, folks, uh, you know, there's a few ways to go about this stuff, and you know, Andy, you know, for uh, a minimum of protection for somebody you need to check out people's ability to be licensed and qualified to do what they do that's at, at a minimum there you know i i feel strongly in the real estate space not only should they be qualified and licensed but also have some personal experience in the investment they're talking about as well but you know at the end of the day what you know what i what i do see and you and i have seen this on the social media world mm. you know the idea that you know you can get away with blue murder unlicensed, you know, financial advice. And you and I, you know, basically we would be in jail if we did what those people were doing. You know, basically that's what could happen. And, and I'm actually quite happy that this is the case. And and, and if they follow through, uh, ASIC, then great. It, uh, clean up some of this stuff that, uh, you know, is behind the veil um, and uh, causing quite a lot of people some, you know, financial distress, um, you know, I think it's a good thing, Andy. I'm actually a big fan of it, and I've got a little bit of something over my neck of the woods that's like this as well. So, you know, um, in my uh, uh, my what's in the news, uh, what's going on, let's have a bit of a look at uh, this one because it might be quite interesting, Andy. Um, and uh, it's funny how great minds think alike, huh? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you and I talked about this as well for great financial advisors like yourself. You know the 
the the rhetoric around the compliance, you know, is onerous. It's it's insane and 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 expensive. And uh, you know, on the flip side, it's sort of like saying, hey. Listen, it's not a nanny state here. You know, good financial advisors will do their utmost to make sure that they get it right. But uh, certainly as investors, you've got to take a little bit of responsibility yourself. So I'm heartened by this, Andy. You and I have talked about it. We 100% believe good financial support for every Australian is an, is an essential. Um, I think it's, it's great for um, our country as well because, you know, at the end of the day, if we can have – you know, the majority of Australians at least partially or fully self-funded in their retirement, you know, that takes the weight off the economy and gives plenty of excess capital for the economy to reinvest in this country. I like that idea. I'm a big fan of it. Um, and financial planners make a uh, make up a very large part of that, um, you know, future for people. So this is heartened for me. I'm pretty happy about that, Andy. What, what do you think on that side of the fence that, you know, as a planner yourself and and uh, that professional, it's been pretty onerous for a few years, multiple years. Well, and I think I've said it with uh, with you a number of times: is you know, re- governments come in, they overregulate, they underpolice. Yes, they overregulate and underpolice, and then they crack the shits because uh, they say, "Well, nobody's following the laws." It's because nobody knows what the fuck the laws are. You change them that <laughs> many so times, uh, but I, and ultimately. When it really comes down to the crunch, and I'm talking about things like West Point, things about the the timber schemes of the you know the the 2000, uh, 2000s, these ones which are ep, uh, pri, um, prime life, you know these 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 companies that were uh, allegedly sort of fraudulent, yeah, but never saw the their proper court date and big payouts to you know. KPMGs of the world and, you know, these or the auditors, sorry, not KPMG. I, I won't use names. It's all public anyway. It's all, all out in the Fin Review. Um, so large out-of-court settlements and ASIC's really nowhere to be seen. And this is the stuff which hurts people. Yeah. But then they over-regulate and they pass the regulations on, scare the living Jesus out of everyone and put handcuffs on. So Joe talks some sense here where effectively there's you – you don't go to a mechanic and and then understand how to tune your car. Like there, there's certain things that you need to know, and there's certain things that you just can't. And the yep. same thing is with, with, which happens with doctors. You go in for surgery, you need to know the risks, but you don't need to know how to perform the surgery. Yes. And financial advice has almost gotten to a stage where the onus is on us to be able to educate the clients how to perform surgery, um, rather than just understanding the risks. And that's, so that's, that's a what, great analogy. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what Joe's saying here. He's saying that, uh, and you can see it there. Take some responsibility. There has to be some uncommon sense or some common sense where you know investors, if they want to play the game, that they do have to at least take on some responsibility. And uh, and hopefully, but at the moment it's all lip service, Jace. And so yeah. it's talk. Let's see whether Joe walks the talk. Uh, but as we said previously, is that governments overregulate and then they realise they've gone too far and they're going to destroy an industry. And if they need the industry, then they have to let it go. And the beauty about that is that it does clean out a lot of the riffraff. Uh, I don't like it. It's not fun. It's terrible going through that. It's not the point of that exercise. Uh, you could do it better and in uh, ways that create less pain and heartache for everyone involved. But one of the benefits of overregulation is that 
it really does sort the wheat from the chaff, but it also it cleans gets, it out a little. Yeah, it also gets some of the good players out as well, and they never want to come back. And then it takes a number of years to reignite the industry. But you get over that hurdle, Jason. You and I have seen that a few times in our life. Then you got you got clean runs in front of you, and then you can really do something because then they'll stay off your case for ten or twenty years. And like politics, like anything, if you get a long run at things, then you can make some really good changes in the world. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I like that. And uh, hopefully that's where we're headed with this world. You and I are passionate about it. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's overdue, that's for sure. Yeah, Go, Joe. Yeah, go, Joe. Well, folks, if you have any questions, make sure you whack them in the chat for Andy and I as we sort of do a little bit of, you know, debriefing the news. But uh, this one's a kind of a good sort of touchy-feely for all of us. Crew, gang, um, check this out. In the last six months, in the last six months alone, house prices have lifted by a trillion dollars in Australia. Trillion dollars. <laughs> that is you know, insane. It is crazy times right there. And, Andy, you know, that's, um, you know, that's the fastest growth to personal wealth in over a decade. For Australians, and you know, it, it was actually a bit of a flat, uh, a flat time. And personally, I, I personally like, as a property investor and a property investment advisor and coach, I, I like, I like, I don't like boom times. Boom times, boom times, uh, teach uh, the uneducated, the unseasoned. Is it unseasoned or in-seasoned? Unseasoned investor that this is how it's always going to be. And uh, right now, folks, this is a once-in-a-lifetime. This is a once-in-a-lifetime convergence of a number of things that you couldn't, you you probably couldn't even, you know, magically concoct with a, you know, with a magic wand um, for a very special moment in, you know, time for real estate prices. I say make hay while the sun shines, folks, but uh, we will have a contraction after expansion. Uh, The real estate market uh, in recent 100-year history doesn't go down as far as it went up. It contracts a little. It overshoots. um, It overprices itself because of overzealous buyers, often by between 10 and 20%, Andy. Um, and so it overshoots its true market value based on, you know, you and I do mathematics based on affordability and cash flows and interest rates and stuff like that. And you're like, people can't afford it, but they paid too much. That will happen. I think that will happen sort of late 2004, 2005. Personally, I think that's when it will occur. Yeah. But we have had some rumbles this week. There's two articles out. CBA has talked about tightening Tightening servicing criteria, um, and um, you and I were talking about them sort of uh, being unshackled, but repealing those APRA laws didn't occur because interest rates went down so far, right? I saw, I, Jace, I saw the exact opposite. I saw four articles, <laughs> the exact opposite, with the banks uh, pleading to to release the shackles and make the and 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 alleviate the responsibilities that re- relate to the serviceability calculations and uh, well uh, uh, you, uh, you you got to me just before I was going to say but I reckon <laughs> that one I reckon that one's the gecko tail folks <laughs> cuz I'm like that's bullshit you don't like the banks have been hamstrung for years and they don't come out like oh we got so they're basically saying 
uh, in a public statement, which they won't follow through on. I uh, will tighten it up a bit. Nobody come and regulate us. And Andy, you and I know the number one risk to investment, and 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 we've done this right. Everyone thinks they know what it is. Folks, put it in the chat right now. Do you guys what know you what the number? Um, yeah, what is the number one risk to people's wealth in this country? And it's probably worldwide. What's the number one risk to people's wealth in Australia uh, that that you that you are exposed to that you might not understand? It is. It, it can be the make and break of people's financial livelihoods, but every Australian is exposed to this. Hey, Bob, you are all over it like a rash. <laughs> Boom. Politicians, folks, politicians, we can be smart and we can be clever and we can be strategic and we can be tactical, but if we've got stupid idiot politicians and government policy that's shit, then that hurts. It really has a uh, an impact. Um, yeah, changes you have no uh, control over, Alison, dead right. Um, and Andy, you know, you were, you were telling, and I love this story, Andy does a bit of stuff with our mentoring clients, folks, and he talks about, you know, over a 20-year period, Andy, how many changes have been, uh, is it 20 years or, or like, yeah, there you go, seven changes in uh, eight. Eight changes. Put my fucking glasses on. <laughs> like, <laughs> how many fingers has he got up? <laughs> you, you do three like that. I do three uh, like that. Oh, like that. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, is that uh, <laughs> is that German or or European? Anyway, um, there you go. Eight eight changes in in uh, superannuation eight changes to yeah. to laws that intersect with superannuation directly intersect with superannuation. Superannuation eight changes yep. since nineteen ninety nine for a twenty year period. Uh, and that included a GFC that was in there. So the GFC happened, uh, but the regulation, most of it actually happened on the lead up too. too. Uh, there was less that happened on the on the flip side for that 20 years. Well, there you go. One change every 3.1 years or something, right? Like how's that, folks? You know, yeah, we're, we're trying to do a, you know, a 15 to 20-year plan minimum, maybe a 20 to 30-year wealth plan to really lock this thing away. You know, eight bloody changes, you know, and, and that's the challenge team. That's the challenge, folks. That's why you must have someone like Andy in your corner when it comes to navigating these changes, um, someone who's great in that space because shiver me timbers, these well, you, politicians can fuck around with it. You've got to pilot your way through it. And, and yeah. the, the ch- it's okay while we're working. And while we've got good working in front of us, because we've got a runway and we can adapt and we can change and we mightn't like it, but we'll just do it, right? But once you retire, and now taking into consideration that the, the retirement age quasi is sort of 65, 67, somewhere around there, and now uh, we're living longer. So that we're, we're now facing retirement with uncertainty of nine you know eight to nine potential changes of laws that relate to your retirement savings over a period of time and yeah. so that's kind of scary <laughs> that's uh, that's and and that's just the uh, the legislation that impacts just purely on the vehicles that you're using to invest right Whether yeah the superannuation benefits superannuation it's it doesn't take into consideration the magnitude of other laws that get changed like restrictions on banks and, and all of these other things which have a massive effect 
huge effect on investment markets which they're invested in. So I'd argue, Jace, that that number, you could double it, maybe even triple it and say major changes to policies, and I'll say allegedly at the moment because I, I haven't done the research, but my bet would be it would be somewhere in the vicinity of almost 30 major things that would impact on your total investment portfolio over a 20-year period. Yeah. Now, that's insane. Yeah. That's more that's than insane. more than the years that uh, yeah. exist. That, and, yeah, how do, you, how do you navigate through that, folks? Well, you navigate through with great people like Andy, um, you know, for these things. You know, you can, you can well, you know, one door closes, another door opens, but, you know, as we roll. But I've got a little question here, Graham's. All over it. I love we we love a bit of the Kerry Packer. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Start repealing a few laws before they make new ones. Dead right, Graham. You know, at the end of the Graham, day, I reckon they they don't actually know all of the laws that they had would need to repeal. There's that many bloody laws that sit underneath the laws that they're making. <laughs> they wouldn't actually know what the root cause of the laws mm. were, and that's that's one of the challenges. But I totally that's agree. Big one of the challenges. Yeah. Well, you know. Um, you know, this is mind-boggling, Andy, a trillion dollars in six months, and I reckon we've still got a little bit of momentum going in our market. And, you know, folks, you know, you've heard me talk about it, Andy, Sam, you know, the people in our networks. You know, this is make how well the sunshine stuff. But, uh, Andy, we're not the only country in the world um, receiving this type of uplift in our real estate game. You know, we are uh, – we're one of many. And um, have a little guess, Andy, what – and, folks, tell me, out of, I think it was out of fifteen. I've got this. I've got the score here. I forgot to check what's what, what it was. Have a little guess. Where are we on the list out of the top fifteen um, uh, capital growth, average capital growth uh, countries around the world? Uh, where where does Australia sit? And tell me, folks, which one? Who's number one? Which country in the world is number one for capital growth? What do you reckon? Is it all Western? Is it all Western or are we talking uh, it's, about it? It's worldwide. It's worldwide and co in COVID times. Well, I think it's worldwide anyway. But anyway, um, I should have set my questions up a little bit better. But anyway, tell me, folks, where do you reckon we sit out of 15? I reckon, I, reckon be, I reckon personally, I reckon we'd be top five. Top five, uh, yeah. I, I, and possibly even top three. Uh, the US would have to be up there because they've gone through uh, a massive – Massive price acceleration. <laughs> Let's have a little look at this, Andy. I'm just going to skip to that uh, right there and check this out. The Knight Frank Global House Price Index. Oh, so, New uh, Zealand. Of course. That was <laughs> what I was looking for. Look at New Zealand go, folks. It is crushing it. Uh, US, Andy, you, you got it there. US is up there number three. And uh, Turkey, of all places, check that out. I would change that in a million years, but no, I, I would. <laughs> I'd move to Turkey right about now, mate. I'd, I wouldn't mind <laughs> sitting down, having a sheesh pipe, and uh, living the land of the free. Because you know, yeah, ostensibly, it's quite open in Europe at the moment. It's yeah. very, very open in Europe, and yeah. because of, and and and, and hopefully, I'm not uh, cutting in here. Places like Slovakia, uh, Sweden, uh, let's say Luxembourg, but the Netherlands, Russia, Poland. Um, there's been a great repatriation back to the home state because of work from home. So a lot of these, uh, the Eastern Bloc countries, some some of the best minds come out of them. Uh, yeah. Slovakia, Poland, 
and I'm not just saying that because my partner's Polish. They, uh, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> incredible minds in in London and in New York and so on and so forth. But now they're all being allowed to go back home, so they're taking their money, pounds, and their US dollars, and they're able to go home, and they're going home on mass arbitrage, Andy. Arbitrage. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. It's like lifestyle or financial arbitrage. And it's probably a combination of both, same same sort of thing. They've earned US dollars and they go home to where they are and that US dollar buys two, three, four, five, ten times the lifestyle where where they want to be. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's a, it's a really interesting one. New Zealand, folks, what an interesting place New Zealand is. I've got a little bit of news about New Zealand in a minute, but uh, check out check out that uh, that stuff there. And we've got a little question uh, from Rosita. Um, Andy, uh, Evergrande, very big Chinese property developer, collapsing or on the verge of. Any thoughts in and around that? Do you think it might knock on to the Oz market? I've got an opinion on that one. Um, there's some sensationalist headlines out out there that uh, this is going to cause the next um, GFC, GFC number two. Um, China's transparency is so poor that it's really hard to actually gain any full insight into the legitimacy of what's actually happening there. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's it's actually not even really on my radar at the moment. I've, uh, mm-hmm. I'm aware of it. We know what's going on with it. Uh I could make your head spin if I told you some of the stuff that that's gone on in Chinese property developments over the years. The ghost cities, the you know the the seven thousand percent per year um, investment returns on property portfolios, but ultimately it's highly government regulated and people get shot and uh, and people get put into jail for very long periods of times over there. Um, so at the moment, it's 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 on my radar. The the potential flow on effects from it, uh, look. Uh, I don't know at this stage. I think that uh, should there be uh, major challenges with it, the Chinese will have an interesting way of being able to get out of it. And uh, and at the moment, yeah, it's it's just not on my radar, so I don't have enough research to really comment too much on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting. Rosita, uh, it was, I don't know whether it was um, uh, intentional or accidental, Andy, you know, it was over five years ago now the Australian government decided that it didn't want, um, you know, the the overseas investor inflating the Australian property market. Pull it. You, you got a hemi pulling there. You got- <laughs> <laughs> I felt like one of my abs just, just launched itself out of my body. <laughs> Cramping up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, you know, the, but the Australian – Regulators and the Australian government um, decided that it didn't want the the uh, the arbitrage of you know uh, other nations investing as aggressively in Australia as they once did. It was actually quite a good stimulus for Australia for quite a while, money flowing into Australia. But they they you know they said no. So we have had. Um, We've had about five years with that uh, financial flow being pretty well non-existent in Australia, and uh, I think that um, from a a two-way flow, I don't think that's going to knock on into Australia at all, Rosita. Um, and probably the only place potentially Andy might be, you know, 
indirectly, maybe a small amount of less, you know, imports from Australia, maybe iron or something like that. But I, I just don't see it, to be honest. I just don't see that that would be in any way, shape or form. Folks, you, you just can't fathom like a billion people in comparison to Australia, 25 million. The, the, the scope is just... The, the scope is just insane, and in in uh, in China, uh, myself and Sam have travelled there once or twice and talked to developers in China. It's all completely one hundred percent government regulated, like it's regulated. You 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 get told who you're going to give the glass contract to. You, it's not a free market, like. No. And and you have to if you are the developer you have to build over there because the government released that land, whether anyone's buying them or not, right? Uh, it, it it is it is so different. It's so vastly economically different to Australia's development economic policy. You know when it comes to real estate, it's just it's not even the same. So, um, good question, Rosita. I've had it pop up a few times. I think the media likes to sort of sink its teeth into things and you know, misrepresent them, um, maybe, you know, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I I can't see it worrying Australia right now. And well, look, Mate, on, on my side, there's not a single one of our managers that are, that are looking at it. As I said, it's not really on my radar. I read a few articles in and around it and I just thought, oh, that's another bloody sensationalist headline that's saying there's next Lehman Brothers. It's not even in the same gig. Uh, you know the stuff that was happening in the GFC was was a toxic spread. That was it was it was financial coronavirus. Yeah, the GFC uh, yeah. and um, and collateralized debt obligations and things of that nature. And uh, and part of the reason why it was so bad is because nobody actually knew what the number was. No, so, and, and no. you know, Andy, you and I have talked about this, like the the concept of like zombie economics. Right, there's this stimulus that's controlled by governments or you know, institutions or, you know, um, you know, misinformation that then perpetuates, you know, products and companies and things that just this wouldn't exist in the open market. No one would use them. They wouldn't be consumed. They're like, well, nobody wants coal. If if someone rocked around to your house tomorrow and said, Andy, mate, here, tick the box. You want coal fired electricity that's going to ruin the planet or you want solar electricity no one would tick coal it would be insane like well maybe five percent of the country but you know those well, things will, you know, the coal installers, will, will they ruin my roof just as a quick question <laughs> 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 but you know it's 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 that sort of stuff right it's like you don't know what's going on right um and uh yeah it's interesting michelle um we, we we both know Michelle, and she's very successful when it came to, you know, uh, producing and manufacturing stuff out of China. But here you go, like this is, you know, someone who run a very successful manufacturing company. You have to provide your formulas to the government, folks. <laughs> I can't. Allegedly, allegedly, the Chinese government took away what what was his name, um, the um, Al, the Alibaba guy for three months, and uh, and. Uh, you know, repatriated his his opinions and behaviour. Like it's it's a different kettle of fish, folks. So let's not go down there, Andy, because we don't want to be shut down. By- <laughs> 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 moving on, moving, moving on. on. Nate reckons, yeah. Andy, you need to stop drinking because your liver's packing it in. So uh, watch out. And <laughs> and Graham uh, Graham's got into a fitness regime. Ah, oh, ring barking. 
Graham, mate, I shivers. I used to do that with my uncle out on the farm. Uh, it used to have to make um, make uh, fence posts out of the iron barks out of there, ring bark them first and whatever, knock them over. Anyway, it's probably not very um, PC, is it, chopping trees down? Um, but there you go. Well, mate, uh, <laughs> when they when they when they regrow, they they actually consume more carbon in the regrowth of a coppice tree than what they do in uh, in maturity. So that's there. And Nate, no, thanks for thanks for that. I reckon it was probably the harness of the kite surfing uh, uh, kite surfing <laughs> harness that's uh, just exploded my spleen in there. It's uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's probably not the best idea to go out in thirty five knots when you haven't been out on the water for two years. Uh, it's it's probably not the smartest thing to You're do. You're not as young as you used to be, Fenton. You're no. not as young as you used to be, mate. You can't, you can't just come off the couch and just <laughs> just smash out thirty five knot winds in the oh. in the kite. <laughs> well, um, I got a couple of other things here which uh, which we were talking about the other day, Andy. <clears throat> when it comes to um, interesting. Some interesting things. Check this out. Uh, you know, this one based on the back of, you know, New Zealand being number two, I remember number two or number three. Check this out. Amazon is going to invest $7.5 billion in data centers in Auckland. Andy's talked about, you know, this concept a few times, too big to fail. I love it. Um, you know, these companies, these institutions, I think Amazon is only just getting started. You know, there are going to be seven to ten of these giants that will rule the world, um, and they're, they're, they're going to be difficult to dismantle. Um, but here you go. Why are they investing in New Zealand? Why are they putting this data centre in New Zealand? Because it's a safe place to be, folks. It's a safe place to put your data. You know, it's a really good quality place. For that sort of stuff, and when we're thinking, and and I'm talking sort of big picture, global. When you think about real estate and safety and stuff, Andy, folks, I think Australia and New Zealand are going to get some insane attention. I don't think we've seen anything yet when it comes to our property prices over the next 10, 20 years. I'm making a call that certain pieces of unique real estate into the future are going to be desirable. The Effects of COVID worldwide and people desiring some safe place to go to because this is going to be fresh in people's mind for the next two decades, Australia and New Zealand is going to be right up there, Andy. That's what I think. I think it's going to be there. I think people will have money. They'll spend it. They'll they'll invest. And if our laws aren't too onerous, Australia should take advantage of that like New Zealand's taking advantage of this with, with Auckland. And they have good internet, Shay said. They've got bloody better internet than Australia. <laughs> that that yes. might be the one reason. So they probably thought it's probably easier to make our facilities uh, earthquake-proof than to provide good internet to Australia. <laughs> a place without earthquake. Well, mate, how did you go with the earthquake the other day? It was a little bit of a... Oh yeah, give us a, a shout out if you, if you felt the earth move the other day, uh, just yeah. in the in the chat. Uh, be interested to see how far wide we we actually saw it. So whack in there if you felt it uh, at the earthquake that is, and uh, and whereabouts you are, so we can get a bit of a, a smattering of uh, of, of did, whereabouts. It uh, did we invent the internet? Well, Michelle, I think we invented um, silicon chips or something. Australia was pretty good. We were cutting edge for a while, uh, but the I think the government sort of the government put a stop to that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wow, you know, off the, what do they say, Andy? You, I mean, you, I mean, you've done this one before. I love it when you pull up those. You know, what are Australia's top ten? You know, companies and it's banking and mining and farming. You know, and then America, it's like you know, um, you know, the Silicon Valley. You know, line up and there's one or two with two two others. But you know, um, it's an interesting one, and uh, I think Australia's got a lot of opportunity to take advantage of this and if the government just gets off the crack cocaine that is the real estate market listen i'm a massive fan of real estate i love it but i think they overindulge and they overinvest in real estate personally i think they should invest in jobs more um in a different way innovation more we, we should have more atlassians coming out of our country we should well, have more this is forward thinking policy and we were talking about it on the week uh during the week yeah. and uh, effective, and I don't want to compare us to the US, but when I look at what they're legislating in the US, and, and I'm not doing this to be contentious, I'm not, I'm not those Trump lovers or haters or Biden, whatever, don't jump on the high horse right now because all I'm doing is, is I'm about to say the, the type of legislation that the US look to, to put through Congress uh, is very, very different than the type of legislation that we put through Australia. The type of legislation that we put through Australia is backward-looking trying to fix problems that don't really exist anymore because by the yeah. time they start the royal inquiry, uh, the, the the banks, the movers, they just get out and they go, boom, they see the writing on the walls and they're out. And so by the time they drop the legislation, all they're doing is kicking the living daylights out of the, the poor, poor Joes who are left. Whereas in the US, at the moment, they're legislating in and around privacy, in and around these massive companies is to what they're doing with our data and how because you put amazon tesla you put uh sorry uh, not tesla you put uh amazon facebook uh shoot i've got a mental blank uh apple the top top five or six and they make up uh, microsoft, uh, microsoft. Got, <coughs> yeah amazon microsoft um uh apple um there's five or six of them. We need to be keeping a list, Andy. <laughs> We've had a few two wines already. Oh, mate, I'm 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 just I'm just fatigued from the uh, the surf this afternoon or the kite surfing. But um, the but the, these country uh, these countries they are countries literally. They they yeah. have GDPs that, or their their revenues are higher than company uh, com- countries and you know combined Google. countries. Bob nailed it. Yep. Google. Google. Thank you, Bob. And uh, how can we forget that one? Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, that my Google Home didn't shout out and go, "Don't forget me." <laughs> it was listening, Andy. You got a strike on your name. You know, you 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 know the saying, folks, that you know you've been on the naughty or nice list. Well, you're on Google's naughty list right now, naughty Andy. <laughs> but they're forward legislating for the future, and and I th- and that's smart. You know that that's actually smart. It's it's like let's not legislate for things that have already happened, right? Let let's be aware of the things that have happened, and if we do need to make some major changes, let's make some major changes. But quite often, anomalous be- events happen, and they happen in in a cycle. If they went in hard, Jace, and they just went in and went bang and said, "What is the Ill- what is the legal and what's the illegal activity that's happened here?" And when they find the illegal activity, they just Cut them off at the knees. Yeah. But they don't do that. They're too gutless to do that. So the regulators don't go in and do that quite often. They then put a royal uh, inquiry behind. But anyway, my point here is that 
when we look at some of the other countries in the world, and I'd urge you to have a look at some of the laws that are being passed globally now, they're forward-looking. And it's it's how do we protect people against these global companies? Because you and I chatted a little while ago that one of my favourite movies uh, was is The Fifth Element. Mm. And The Fifth Element is a classic You and me both. Of, Love of, that of, movie. Yeah. Of a movie where, where maybe... Uh, Maybe Jeff Bezos has just an evil little kid who grows up <laughs> and inherits the empire and then wants to rule the planet. Uh, and the idea that that would actually be possible is actually quite scary. Actually, you know, Mark scary. Zuckerberg just turns into a nasty guy all of a sudden. Some people might say he's nasty already, uh, especially with all the stuff about Instagram that's going on that, uh, that they knew that uh, people were getting hooked on it. And now they're trying to get children hooked on it. It's crazy what's going on. But they're legislating forward-looking to try and stop stop this stuff from happening. Totally, mate. And- we were we 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 were fortunate enough to hang out with, um, and we heard two conversations this past few days from two futurists. And uh, one of those futurists is an Australian guy. I can't remember his name now. If Shay's still listening, maybe she could chuck it in the chat. Um, I think it's because he's not born yet. I legitimately think he was from the future because he's, he <laughs> he he talked about it with so much clarity. So much clarity. And he was talking about, you know, these giants, the Amazons of the world, the Apples, the Googles, the ownership of our data, our our data is value. You know, our photos, our information is value. And um, they're they're lobbying in a positive way to make our data, these big giants pay us a fee, an ongoing royalty for the use of our data. And it's a it's a really interesting conversation, mind blowing. I I'm completely doing it an injustice, but uh, you know, well, no, there's it's a great concept though, Jace, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, instead of trying to figure out how to tax the company for uh, work that they're doing out here, uh, tax the company for the stuff that they're using that is ours. Steve Salmon Sam Martino, Australian guy, Martino. absolutely mind blowing, and 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 some great, and then Salomon Ishmali, and like folks, if you haven't looked these guys up, check them out on YouTube. They've got some, they've got some amazing, you know, talks on YouTube. Both mind blowing. Andy, my point though, to bring those two up, if we flip, if we flip the switch on this thing, you and I talked about something. Uh, a little while ago, and one of these guys said, this is an industry, a future industry that's going to change the world. And uh, I don't know, folks, do, do any of you know what just happened, what got announced this week, the past week for Toowoomba, little old Toowoomba up the hill from Brisbane, Andy? Toowoomba. Um, I know Toowoomba. I used to skydive out near Esk. So I used to – yeah. Travel through Toowoomba. They had a great little bakery out there. Did amazing pies. Good uh, little town. Yeah, great little yeah. town. Good big little town. Big announcement. Big announcement this week for Toowoomba and Queensland, folks. Does anyone know what it is? Uh, I'm sort of holding the space right now to, to before I announce it. Uh, Andy, I'll give you a tip. It was <laughs> mentioned by one of these guys, and you and I have spoken about it once or twice maybe even three times in the last few months about uh, a technology and industry that they're like, wow, okay, this thing's really here um, and uh, probably worth having a little look at. 
Oh. It's got the flower show, Toowoomba. Yeah, dead right, Alison. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm thinking about major technologies. I'd be thinking about nanotechnologies. I'd be thinking about robotics. I'd be thinking about uh, blockchain, NFTs. A little, little uh, bit more in the robotics world, but I'll put you out of your misery, Andy. Oh, of course, the military base is out in Toowoomba. Uh, there we go. Uh, Boeing building a drone a drone factory out of Toowoomba, and you and I talked about these drones. Boeing is here. Yeah, there you go. Rosita nailed it. Um, Boeing building and putting together a factory out of Toowoomba, out of Brisbane, for these are military drones. But, Andy, you and I talked about the space, the future of drone technology. Yeah. And one of these guys, I can't remember, I think it was uh, Salomon, talked about the future of drone Drone technology for the world is is just this. It's it's going to be massive, and uh, you know the uh, I can't remember what the curve was called, but the technology doubling every three more years more. or uh, it, it insane. So you know, there's some pretty interesting things, folks. If we're sort of keeping an eye of these, what we would call Andy, maybe breadcrumbs or whatever it is, you know, like there's some little bits and pieces for us to observe and pay attention to when it comes to the world of not only maybe some stocks and some companies to invest in in the future, but Andy, you know, all of these things ultimately, there's nothing that doesn't need a piece of real estate and that there's nothing that doesn't need people living around it and homes to service these things, right? Oh, 100%. And uh, the, the, look, even for green applications, I know that they're being used in utilities at the moment, the drones, uh, and as the ability for the, the, the comments that they were talking about in regards to, uh, oh, God, and uh, Moore's Law, it's not Moore's Law. It'll come to it, is Moore's law. it's Moore's it is law. Moore's Law. It is yeah, Moore's yeah. Law. Yeah, yeah. The acceleration of, of technology. Yeah. The comments that they were making was the payload. So the, as every nine years, the payload of these things is going up exponentially. Nine months, I beg your pardon. Every nine months, the payload of these things is going up. It's doubling. I think it was doubling, Andy. I think it was doubling every nine months. And it's already able to take, you know, the, those massive cables on, from uh, the, the big super highways of electricity that go through the mountain ranges, those huge things. So they're yes. already able to grab those and drag those and, and connect them up. So it used to be that you had to drag it through a mountain range. Now, clip it on, goes over the other side, drops it off. You, you can imagine the manpower that that takes out. But even green applications like eradication of pests, uh, so things like Indian minor birds and things like that. And I was thinking maybe maybe you could make a game out of it as well. You could sell it. And you can have the little kids at home and they're going around and, and all of a sudden they're, they're, they're taking out all of the species that shouldn't be around in Australia. Please don't get on top of me. I'm just Andy, having a Andy, bit of a laugh. Andy, I'm just, just, just having a bit of a laugh. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> I'm just back, having a laugh. <laughs> but back in our day, you and I had a pellet gun. We'd, we'd shoot the pests. Like I actually, one of my first jobs was shooting, um, uh, shooting the birds the pest birds that would eat the farmer's uh, grapes because he was trying to try. <laughs> you, you and I both farmers here, but we're going to get punished if we go down this track. Yeah. Really all, right, all right, all right, all right, Andy, Andy, get it back on track. <laughs> but but imagine that for, well, cane toads. We'll go to cane toads. Nobody likes the cane toads. They can pick off the cane toads. Bloody but cane toads. Yeah. The, the applications of these things are, are really 
in every walk of life. Like they're they're almost it's almost limitless yes. where where they could be used. Uh, and um, I think it's exciting. Again, what do you think the biggest? Uh, what do you think the biggest brick wall drones are going to face in advancement in use throughout Australia? Are going to be what do you, the one thing, the limiting factor, the limiting yeah. factor, the brick what, wall. What's the limiting factor for drone expansion? It's a pretty strong theme in tonight's wine and <laughs> wine and wisdom, wealth, wine and wisdom. Rosita reckons we should have uh, protection drones for magpie season. I think that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> I'm glad I've somebody got, else said it. <laughs> I've got some bloody plovers, Andy. Did you grow up with plovers? Mate, and, we've got them around here. I tell you, oh, what, those things, I, and they they start going off their brains at like two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. they sweep you. Yeah, they're they're not very intelligent birds, those plovers. But bloody hell, they're down in my cul-de-sac, and we can't even go for a walk without being attacked by the plovers, the buggers. All right, well, we've got a few people. Shay reckons uh, airspace law. Uh, Michelle reckons privacy and data. Graham's reckon legislation of some description. Yeah, and look, covering over it. CASA is uh, is an oh oh like oh 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 oh. oh. <laughs> Uh, Casa, Casa, the the aviation. What's it called? The uh, civil C A S civil and civil something or other aviation authority, isn't it? Or something? Yeah. Uh, so Casa is is quite been quite slow because the industry, the flight industry, hasn't progressed that much over the last 50, no. 60, 70, 100 years. Really, yeah. It, it's, yep. it's remained real pretty basic. And for, for those pilots, you'll know that you know cer- certain at certain altitudes you can go north, and uh, at certain altitudes you can go you know east west, uh, and that sort of dictates to to stop people just from colliding when they're not on radar and when they're flying without radar. But um, that technology is going to have to smarten up a lot, Jace, yeah. a lot. Yep. And you've yep. got a government body that is going to be sitting behind it. And that's going to be one of the things that's really going to put the brakes on this because the, the government are not going to be able to keep up with the uh, Civil Aviation Safety Authority. Rosita's all over it tonight. Nice one, nice one, Rosita. Yeah, good work. Well, you know, at the end of the day, Andy, you know, it's not it, drones aren't going to be the only thing, right? So we've got already Elon Musk right now is flying, what, low-altitude uh, balloons around providing internet um, to everywhere that doesn't have it. You can actually sign up, folks, right now. You can sign up and you, you can subscribe to Elon Musk's, and I, I can't remember what it's called. Shay's, Shay's all over this stuff too. She might even be able to put it in the chat for us. Um, who knew the love of model airplanes would be useful? Um, you, you can subscribe to Elon Musk's sort of. It's true. <laughs> so yeah. true. It, yeah. it used to be the the geekiest thing that you could ever do was to build a model airplane. Well, there you go, Starlink. Graham nailed it. Starlink, Starlink. You can sign up to Starlink right now, folks. If you live in sort of regional areas and stuff like that, basically, Elon says, "Hey, listen. If you live in the middle of nowhere, you should be able to get internet, and I want to give you fast internet. Here's how it's going to happen. It's already happening right now, and um, yeah. we we love this stuff. Yeah, at the end of the day. Uh, I, I love it because all of these things that like all of these things uh, bring 
a physical element to it. Real estate is required. Andy, you and I talked about logistics real estate going absolutely ballistic. Banana. And then around that logistics real estate, people who work in those logistics places are going to li- want to live there. The people don't want to be hours from, from their work. You know, um, you think about this stuff and then you think about those industries that can be uh, virtual or that can be, um, you know, not uh, not at home. Well, you know, one of these guys talked about um, uh, talked about real estate, you know, uh, a chunk of land, uh, a small distance from a major city between one to two hours from major cities because of the ability to go to the office once a week but work from home, you know, the other four days a week. And guess what? Guess where Andy sits? He, he lives in the Mornington Peninsula, absolutely square, smack bang, and exactly that piece of real estate. I've got a piece of real estate exactly like that down at Byron Bay, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, these uh, these future bits of wealth and value, you know, I think are pretty interesting to look at, you know, and, uh, you know, bringing the, uh, the the Richard Branson pipeline from my property as we speak, Jason. <laughs> uh, so I can get into the city in six minutes. Uh, there you go, mate. The, the, you can uh, – well, you can already, if you've got a Tesla, you can already get in a, uh, what do they call it, a road train. You can hook up with a lead car and you can just sit in behind another lead car and you can you can literally drive nonstop asleep because the lead car uh, affects all the other cars, like in the Tesla lineup. There's some amazing stuff. Anyway, you, better hope that, you better hope that the lead car's not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> That could, be, that could be a bit interesting, couldn't it? Uh, yes, indeed. Well, there you go. And, you know, Graham and his team, they've already signed up. As he's sort of saying, hey, listen, we've already signed up. Um, yeah, and they're waiting in Newcastle. So, you know, this thing's interesting, folks. I, I, I'm, you know, I, I love a bit of technology. Andy and I are mad keen um, super nerds anyway. So, um, you know, this is the maybe the theme this week, you know. And and it'd be interesting to know. And and if you want to hear more about this stuff, please whack it in the chat because we we will take you through a lot more of this because Jason and I just love exploring it. But also from an investment perspective, Jason, I I fundamentally believe that this is the next. People talk about the technology uh, evolution, and they they go, well, we're already mature. We're a pup. Like in, yeah. in comparison to the industrial revolution right now, technology ain't even gotten warmed up. My, it's it's just starting right, just right going. now. Like it is yeah. literally just starting. Yeah. And so, from an investment perspective, and, and from a real estate perspective, I would imagine, uh, especially with the types of homes and the types of requirements that people are going to need, this is a space where you need to be you need to be hot on because as the shift changes. One of the things that we don't know, we don't know how it will impact where the world currently sits as far as the current investments. But what we do know is we can start to see trends start to accelerate. And as we start to see those trends accelerate, then we we need to start to think about getting on board with those trends as they're starting to arise. And the challenge is going to be leading right back to that very first point that you brought up in regards to good old Joe in regards to ASIC. Uh, and regulation is that investors would be wise to start to take some notice and start to take some interest and start to be willing to take some of their own bets 
and back some of their own ideas with some research and with some you know good guidance because you won't be able to find it current under the current legislation the way that the government got it set up it's it's so tight that if you advise on fringe things then you expose yourself to a world full of risk but if investors are willing to to do a little bit of research and jump in to some of these leading trends then I think that that's where the real money will be made in my sector over the next decade. I've, I've almost got no doubt what it'll be. I don't know, but we're already looking at biotech. We're looking at uh, you know companies that can do ethical screening through AI, through digital, uh, through numbers, and through words. We're we're looking at you know drone technologies and stuff and it's all fringy stuff but it's it, uh, these are things that we need to be following because here's here's the thing Jace. it's happening in all of our sectors right now yeah and some of the best intel i get is actually from my clients who go oh you know at school they're doing this right now tell me more what's going on like okay how are they implementing it what are they doing with it what are the benefits what are the features of it like how does this make your life easier and then I'm going back to our managers and going, I think we need to get onto this because this is making school easier. This is accelerating. And when you look at it, schools around the world, it's like, well, that is a massive impact. And, well, mate, uh, you know, you and I could wax lyrical all day long about that one, I reckon, you know, with uh, when it comes to, you know, the world of education. And, you know, at the end of the day, mate, you know, let's face it, this acceleration you know, something that we, you know, call it two years ago, we would have thought 15 to 20 years, this kind of behavior for people would, wouldn't occur, right? Like, and then it's been compressed into one to two years for a lot of different places and spaces. And, you know, you and I have talked about when money gets locked away and it becomes stale and rotten, it doesn't, it doesn't, fuel industries and jobs and the economy it's it's meant to go and get out there you know and i i love you know if we can get rid of that stupid legislation where which basically you know by and large andy you know it's the fear and that is the fear of getting it wrong or the fear of you know taking a little bit of a calculated risk and getting it wrong for the advisors that locks up trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars for innovation I personally think, you know, unlocking it is smart for the economy, is smart for everyone's wealth, you know, uh, yeah. It's like we say, it's uh, who, <laughs> learn from our mistakes. You don't need to legislate them. Learn from them and and buyer beware, don't make the same bloody mistakes that were just on the news, you know, 10, 10 days ago. Don't, maybe don't buy that after it's already trashed. But uh but legislate for the future and then let's make new mistakes because ultimately the game of real estate, the game of investing, the game of life is a game where we go out, we expose ourselves to risks that we can tolerate to the level that we can. We make a mistake and hopefully it's a new one, not an old one because if you made an old one, there's no value in that. And more fool you. Don't make a bloody mistake you've already made. <laughs> Just fix that up. Yeah. Let's go forward and make new mistakes in the world and when you said about stale and rotten just then, I know that you've said it a number of times. And, mate, you and I, and I'm, I'm not going to blow our horns too hard here, but the amount of money that you and I have spent in technology, just just the fact that you and I are here uh, in this forum doing what we're doing right now with 
the Sony uh, A6400, the Elgato key lights, the decks, the ATMs, the 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 amount of technology that's sitting behind Jason and I don't don't um, <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. There's a fair bit. Uh, it mightn't look like a Channel Nine studio just yet, but uh, but it's getting there. And in Jason's case, he's absolutely there. And so, in stale and rotten, what I'd ask you guys to to help us understand is how many businesses are you operating with or or people that you're taking advice from how many of their approaches to the world now are stale and rotten Mm. because i think about that and i I think about other firms in my world jace who aren't trying to use technology who aren't spending money in this sort of stuff who are operating in the old world keeping the profit margins high but it's stale and it doesn't help the end consumer doesn't help anyone mate yeah yeah and i mean graham just brought up a prime example in my world andy you know pexa you know, this is, this is the the you know, the this was going to be you know decades in the making, and it literally happened in 12, 18 months. This is the registration, the digital, you know, um, tracking of of property ownership in Australia. It's digital now. It was going to take decades, and literally, boom. And it's it always it's it's mind blowing that it only. It was only going to take decades because there was no will to get it done, right? It just wasn't any will to get it done, you know? Mate, there's there's a lot behind this here as well because stamp duty is collected by the State Revenue Office and you need a wet signature in order for all of that to get processed. But as soon as the State Revenue Office was having trouble getting wet signatures on board, <laughs> do you think that their motivation in order to yeah, be able like, to have All right, it- all right, then we're, we're going right. to we're in, we're in, we're yeah. broke. But, so let's, but, but Andy, like, like, like you said, you know, even what you just said, the concept of a wet signature, which means fuck all, right? Which, I mean, this bullshit that is literally 300 years old in law, 300 years old, right? Jeez, we are not. Older as well, I would have yeah, like it, I mean, fuck, it could be a thousand years old. It's, it's bullshit in this day and age to, to, to like to be stuck there. Do you know what I mean? And it's just crazy. It's crazy, you know, which is which is mad. So, you know, Michael, you know, investing, you know, a million dollars in a CRM to develop a business model. That money's not going physically anymore, Andy. It's going into this digital inspiration space. This reach that that this stuff can have now, <clears throat> the, the transformation, you, you've said it and, and, and actually – I was going to bring this one up. I might bring it next week. The speed now where people can get access to money, lending, will transform, will transform. And I still think it's a bit of a, you know, yeah, there we go. Graham's on to it actually just took the, yeah, took the words right out of my mouth. The fucking lenders are dragging their feet, right, Um, which they shouldn't. They should be the ones cutting at the cutting edge of this thing. And, Andy, you and I talked about this. We might put a pin in this one for another time. But it's a good good conversation because it goes yeah. to dividends. It goes to goes to it all money. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll put a pin on that one, uh, Graham. I think you've got you, you you've got us Remind on that us one. Yeah, you're yeah. onto something. You, yeah. you there's a rabbit hole right there, Graham, and there's a, <laughs> it's a four hour rabbit hole. <laughs> Let's uh, go on down that, that rabbit uh, hole. <laughs> uh, that Jason and I have been crawling around for a little while, and yeah, uh, absolutely. 
And last but not least, you know, like I'm, I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm a big fan of what's going to go on in Queensland. You know, Boeing, more jobs, Olympics, big, big stuff. So, you know, I think that one will keep rolling, folks. But uh, you know, that's the the real estate game. It gets a bit of momentum, and some good news is great news. But uh, and uh, Shay reckons don't get us started on that one. Well, yeah, you're dead right. <laughs> <laughs> but just. And and maybe as we we come to a, a close on tonight, the Boeing example is a classic example of what needs to be happening in our country. Jace is yeah. that if we have a look at the, at this graph here, so this we spoke about last week, and this this is talking about the earnings per share. So effectively, it's the company revenue expectations or the the, the realised uh, revenue based on previous years. So the Russell, uh, the S&P 600, right, is in the green. Yep. Uh, the growth is in the purple. Now, the 600 is made up of a fair bit of the growth stocks, but if we were to have a look at growth versus value, so purple versus red, 20, uh, 40% earnings per share growth. So 40% growth for the shareholders Expected in uh, in 2022 versus 2019. Now, what that means is Boeing. Boeing is a growth stock, as an example, because it's yeah. technology. It's going for the future. It's reinvesting into the technology for the future. And I guess as we I bring the themes of the th- of what we've been talking about tonight, the drone technology, all of these various different technologies that. Uh, ultimately are where the world is going to be in the future, it's already showing up on balance sheets. It's already showing up on revenue. And people are saying that this stuff is 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 a bubble and it might be a bubble in consumer staple things like Amazon, right? So Amazon may not grow as aggressively, but then you've got your Boeings, you've got your drones, you've got all of these biotech sectors that are going to start to travel. And here's the, the, the big thing is that in Australia, if we don't start getting more Boeings, if we don't start getting more Amazons out to Australia. Yeah, why didn't Australia get the Amazon contract? You know, like, you know, like what is with that, folks? You know, yeah. That's where we need to play because if we play in the value game, we will get eaten up and we won't progress. Yeah. Mate, dead right, mate. Well, mate, plenty of wine, one or two drops of wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) A whole lot of technology. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, mate, always uh, always a pleasure to hang out with you and Chew the Fat, mate, uh, on a Friday night. Certainly, folks, I reckon uh, if uh, Andy and I are only just getting started, and I've only had a, a second glass of wine, so, uh, you know, I reckon we could crack on, Andy, but uh, we won't keep you guys. Fabulous for hanging out on a Friday. Thank you, folks. <laughs> yeah, we want to we want to see some stretching. We want to see some stretching, Andy. Right, chair, Andy. I'm not sure whether it's possible, Michelle. My, my my body is absolutely cactus. I can tell you, I'm going to be in pain for days. But, uh, but appreciate uh, that; it'd be very entertaining. There you go. Sounds like Sean's a Queenslander. He said plenty of forex. If that's forex, as in the beer, uh, Sean. Cheers to you, my friend, growing up in a Forex household. Um, but uh, uh, I've, I've, got the, I've got the live call, folks. 
We have pizza Friday night at the Witten House. <laughs> Pizza's in the oven. My love has already uh, started the uh, process, which is very nice of her. And um, good to uh, good to hang out, my friend. Great good to day. hang out with you guys, folks. Thanks for being here. Always, always fun. And um, you guys, be well. Take care. Uh, so it's a it's a good night from me, and it's a good night from him. Good night. <laughs> See you, folks. <laughs>